Welcome to the Teaching Journeys podcast, hosted by Dave Roberts. Humanity possesses a unique skill, the ability to pass knowledge from one generation uh, to the next. This podcast embraces that ability, offering learning opportunities through conversations with extraordinary guests. Dave aims to leave a positive mark on individuals around the world. So before you dive into today's episode, Please share this podcast with your network, including friends, family, and colleagues. And please consider leaving a rating or review. Your support makes all the difference. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Teaching Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Dave Roberts. And today it is my pleasure to have as my guest, Kathy Baldwin. After hitting rock bottom, Kathy Baldwin embarked on a self-guided healing journey. Using innovative methodologies from her studies in neuroscience, biology, quantum physics, and energy healing, Kathy transformed her life. Inspired by her breakthrough, she dedicated herself to empowering others to unlock their potential and create lasting change. She, found, she founded Rise Up Coaching and wrote Unlearn the Crap, offering a range of coaching programs in weekly live sessions. She continues to guide others through their pivotal crossroads, committed to her mission of personal transformation. Kathy, welcome to the Teaching Journeys podcast. It is a pleasure to have you on the uh, podcast today. Oh, Dave, I have been looking forward to this conversation. Thank you for having me. Well, you're quite welcome. And I know we had a great pre-podcast discussion and we were both excited about your appearance and yeah, the the uh, wisdom you're going to bring to our audience. So, so I'm excited. I am so, too. So let's have some well, fun. Let's have some fun. You got it. So, first question: Please tell our listeners about the experiences that have shaped your life path. Well, to start with, I was a child of the '60s, and so when I was coming into the business environment, it was in the '70s and the '90s, between '70s and '90s, and that was a huge pivotal change for women because we were still stuck with the old role of being the caretaker, but we were now involved in this new role of empowerment and going out and and doing the same things as men and getting equality. And there were a lot of things that were contradictory and pulled me and so many other women into multiple directions that ended up creating fibromyalgia, adrenal fatigue. Um, I had osteoarthritis. My body was screaming at me, but because of the social norms of everything, I just kept pushing. And my body eventually said, no, you can't do this any longer. And it took me down. And that was the greatest thing that happened to me because I was able to take everything that I had been learning for 40 years, because I'm uh, a devout learner, and turn it into the system that healed myself when nothing else did. Yeah, and our body does talk to us, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. That's my main message 
is that we are more empowered than we have ever known. We were born with everything we need. We are just not connected to the language of our body to understand what the signals mean. And so when we ignore and we suppress. There's this, this whole connection with integration now with the, the mind, body, spirit connection. And Dan Condren wrote a book called Permanent Healing uh, many years ago, I think in the 90s. And he talked about how our thoughts can influence you know, our, our physical health and that if we can change or modify the way we're thinking, that also will improve our physical health. And, you know, I think there, there's a connection with that. I know that when I'm feeling good mentally, physically, I'm feeling good. If I'm not feeling good mentally, physically, I'm not feeling good. So that all has to be in alignment for me. Part of what my teachings are, are is the universal laws. And so you've just talked about the universal law of correspondence. What's happening inside is what is the reflection of outside. So if you're looking at your outside environment and it's not what you want, then you can go inside and find the root cause, which is what I did. My uh, learning of the emotions and how they work came from uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton when he found out that our um, cells will change based on the environment. And when we change the um, cells, we change our DNA, we change everything in that alignment. And so I thought, well, we're chemical beings. We're, you know, biochemical, mechanical, electromagnetic beings. And so I started going back to the, um, the hormones and the chemicals of, of stress and cortisol and realizing for me, fibromyalgia was all of these trapped um, chemical emotions that were in my body that were suppressed. And so that's how I pulled in the energy healing. I thought, okay, so if energetically they're trapped, I can't physically go in and, and pull these chemicals out. What I got to do is release it so that my lymphatic system can do it. Talk about the energy healing. What form did that, that take for you? Found um, Dr. Oh my goodness. And uh, it's funny how you can lose names in your head at the very moment, but it's right there. It, it's the body code and the emotion code. Mm. And it was a, he's a chiropractor that founded it. He was working with the body. He found that if the body would speak to her in different ways of out of alignment, and he he founded this whole system of being able to energetically speak to your unconscious mind and let your unconscious mind show you where the issues are so that it's not your thinking brain that's trying to fix something. Yeah, because I think... It's so many times we get into our heads and we complicate things Absolutely. more than we should. And I remember seeing a meme on Facebook that's, you know, probably going to paraphrase this, that of sometimes our, our own worst enemy lies between our two ears, which are really the, 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 the self-talk that we give ourselves about the way we think things should be or could have been. Should is the worst word, I think. Mm -hmm that we should do this. We should be this. We, uh, you should, it, should is, is projection of, of control and power instead of 
um, going inside and finding out what we could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everything we need is inside of us. And if we can just empower ourselves to realize that we are the best judge of what is, is right for us, mm-hmm. and we can trust that and have confidence in that, um, we'll be able to empower ourselves to create the reality that we want in conjunction with the universe. I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, We have been socially uh, disempowered and disconnected from our inner self so that we could be controlled. This started thousands of years ago with, you know, who was in power and who was in control. And it's just worked its way through society to the point where we were then funneled through a system that said, here, let me give you safety and security. Trust me to take care of you. Look to your doctor, the experts. Don't look in yourselves. And we would go to doctors and we would say, there's something wrong. And the doctors say, there's nothing wrong with you. And so there's this um, dissonance that's happening where you're saying, okay, I'm supposed to trust the experts, but I know there's something going on. And when we trust outside instead of inside, we get lost. Yeah, because not every expert's an expert. No, and nobody's a better expert at yourself than you are. And and that's that's where my healing came from. My healing didn't come from any magical place. It was about listening to what my body was saying to me looking at where the the traumas and the stresses were being suppressed, honoring that, honoring that journey of what I went through and then letting it go rather than taking those traumas and just keep rehashing and re-traumatizing myself. It was about, yes, this happened. I I see you, I know you, and I'm sorry I didn't uh, um, take care of you in the moment and I shut all those emotions down and then it goes away. This seems to be a nice segue into your book project. Um, I'm learning the crap. Yep. Um, So what is exactly the crap we need to unlearn? The crap that we need to unlearn is exactly what I was just talking about, is that we have everything we need. We do not need to have outside people tell us what we need for a job or what we need for our health or relationships or what should be or what the American dream is, um, how to have a successful life, work nine to five, get your paycheck, do your retirement plan, and then It's not about that. It's about going inside and those dreams that we had that were guiding us and lighting us up and uh, bringing in the passion is how our body is communicating with us saying, go this way. This is the way. And when we hit into walls and obstacles, and that is not saying we've done something wrong. That's saying we're heading in the wrong direction. Turn around at the nearest safe place. Do a safe U-turn. So basically, you, you, in your book, you attempt to teach individuals how to trust their own intuition, mm-hmm. be aware of what parts of their body are talking to them, what yep. is, they're trying to communicate. Yeah. And from there, 
developing a plan of which they can they can address whatever they are perceiving to be out of out of alignment. Absolutely. Um, the main core of my program and my book is about um, identity and how we have evolved based on who our family was, where we were born, what happened to us, what what jobs, what opportunities, and we just evolved instead of created. And that is where I took my business root cause into this. And I thought, okay, if we can build a business from scratch, if we can create a culture, a value system, a mission, a purpose, why can't we do that for ourselves? And so when I went and looked at what all my beliefs were and then looked at what was happening in the outside of my life, I could see where I was out of alignment. I, I wanted this belief, but th these were my actions. And I was so out of alignment. So when I started to really create, the best way I could explain it is uh, when you get married, you change your identity. You go from single to married. Or if you quit smoking, you go from a smoker to a non-smoker. When you change your identity like that, when you create your identity, now everything becomes easy because this is who I am. No, this is not who I am. And and there's no more shoots. It's just that's that's not me. And, and who we are, our identity is a work in progress until the day that we transition from the physical world. Um, you know, even at, you know my age, my identity is still evolving, and it's Absolutely. going to going to continue to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I accept that because once I stop evolving, I stop learning, and I've stopped growing. Absolutely. And I think that's where a lot of stress and mental health comes from is when we're in a transition, when our identity is changing and we don't take this opportunity to create the next step. We feel like we're losing what was mm. instead of realizing we're in a place where that life is over, that person is done and has grown through that process. You are on the next step now. Mm -hmm. like going through school when you're when you're done kindergarten um grade 12 or high school it, it's irrelevant you don't be and do what you did when you were in kindergarten you, you've grown you've evolved that would be my hope if i was the same person i was now as i am was in kindergarten it'd be uh be a little tragic i think absolutely Absolutely. And did you know that our um, cells totally change in seven years? Seven years, we are 100% a physical new being. That the cells have replicated, they have um, processed and eliminated the dying cells because our body is evolving and growing. And that, that's how evolution happens. As our chemicals change in our body, we change the DNA. And as the DNA gets replicated, it changes it through the next generations. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. If you look at what you, what you alluded to earlier with Dr. Lipton's work, that our environment can really alter our DNA, can alter our genetic code. You know, we. You know, a lot of theorists have talked about nature versus nurture, and others have talked about an interaction between environment and genetics. And yeah. for me, I tend to believe that both of those play a role. That we can Absolutely. be genet we can be genetically predisposed 
to let's say depression, but we're for, we're for an environment that supports growth, that supports hopefulness as opposed to hopelessness. Those that those genes that may be responsible for the development of depression don't get expressed in that environment. When you mentioned Dr. Lipton's work, I really liked what you you related to be his findings because it kind of aligns with that philosophy for me that our personality, the way we relate to we, to the world is a combination of both environment and hereditary and heredity. Yeah, yeah I connect, part of what I did was I connected Bruce Lipton to Dr. David Hawkins mm -hmm. and the uh, omega scale of the frequency of uh, emotions. And so a personal story. My mother uh, was a child bride in the 60s and she was a bride because surprise here I was well uh, knowing what my family went through and and how my mother evolved she carried me with shame and uh, regret and all of these emotions of how did this happen to me and those shame and and regret and guilt and all those emotions they vibrate at the lowest level so when you're vibrating at emotionally at a low level, you're creating those um, stress hormones. Your your uh, central nervous system is on. And if that was the chemical basis that I was growing in uterus, I came into this world carrying her, her past, her feelings. And that leads me into another, another question or, or point of discussion. One of the things I know you you believe is that we do carry the emotional baggage of previous generations. And and I believe that too. I think my mother's history, family history, my father's family history history were inextricably woven into my DNA. Mm -hmm. So how do we carry the emotional baggage of previous generations? And what practices do you use in your 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 coaching practice to support the healing of generational patterns? Well, that's where the uh, body coach comes in. I was just uh, working with a client the other day and she had came to me and said, I don't know what joy feels like. It's never been a part of my life. My whole life, I have felt um, pushed down and all of this. So that we went, the first session we went on, um, somehow, without sounding woo-woo, because uh, Dr. Bradley's uh, uh, process uses the unconscious mind with binary yes-no questions for the unconscious mind. So you have to ask the right questions to get the right answers. And yeah. some mother came into this, which I figured out because I kept getting no answers, but she was carrying trauma from 20 generations. When we released that trauma, when we released that energy, within hours, and this woman changed. She was smiling. She was out social. She's like, what happened in one session? It was miraculous. I'm not a Bible person, but the one um, quote from the Bible or, or saying is, the sins of the Father will continue for seven generations. I realized that's what DNA is. It takes that long to filter all of that out. 
I'm a retired addictions counselor. And since I become familiar with the, the world of holistic healing and integrative health, I think the integrative health practices, the holistic healing practices that are utilized, providing that they are, a, they are in alignment with the client's needs, can, can create more insight and more empowerment in a shorter period of time than years of therapy. Absolutely. I, I could not agree with you more. We, uh, our society was built in silos of uh, specialities. And I believe that our bodies were siloed as well. You know, if you had stomach, a uh, stomach problem, well, then you would deal with the stomach instead of realizing stomach problem has to do with the head and an emotion and a trauma. So we were, we were dissected instead of coming in and finding out, okay, how's it all connected? Because we are interconnected, interrelated systems. It, it's all systems and we cannot divide it. So if we can't divide our systems, how do we divide our nutrition? How do we divide our emotions, our, our stresses, our, our sympathetic nervous system? It, it, we can't. It's all connected. It is. It works as one integrated system. Yes. And when we, when we only take care of one problem, which is what the pharmaceutical industry, I believe, is doing, that... If you have a stomach problem, here's a pill for the stomach problem. Well, now you've created another problem. So there's another pill for that. And you're not getting to the root cause of what your body's trying to say. Your body's trying to say, I'm hurting. Something happened. Take care of me. Well, the other thing about medication is that providing that the diagnosis of an individual is correct and the medication that is prescribed is appropriate and in the correct therapeutic dose. What medication does is manage symptoms. It doesn't create insight. And if somebody is going to need medication, I think there are certain healthcare con health conditions that warrant medication, whether it's you know manage management of a chronic healthcare condition or a, a mental health challenge like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Those require, from my perspective, medication management. But if we're not teaching people appropriate coping skills and just teaching them symptom management, nothing's going to change. Yep. That's what I mean. You've got to look at the whole system. How is it affecting uh, your life? How, how is it secularly affecting your environment? And how is that environment affecting your body and your thoughts and your feelings? Mm -hmm. what, what's happening in the rest of your body? You know, are, are you sending your gut culture out? We've just learned that uh, our DNA strands and how many our pieces are in there. And forget me, I'm not a biologist, so I don't use the correct terms. But um, it's nowhere near as much as the millions of microbiome we have in our gut. And when our microbiome in our gut is off, whether it's diet or environment or what else, um, that changes everything within our body. And that changes mm -hmm. the chemicals, it changes the hormones, which then changes your feelings in your life. Yeah, it's all connected because how we physically feel is going to dictate how we emotionally react and how, and how we just feel in general. Yeah. And that, that's what I want people to know is 
unlearning the crap is about going inside. It's about learning the signals that your body is talking to you. It is learning how to connect to your intuition. It is learning what it feels like when your nervous system has turned on and how you have the power to turn it off through your breath or your thoughts or meditation or whatever. We have control over how our body is reacting. We're not just um, whipped around by the winds that hit us, but we've never been taught. And I take it that's what you want anybody who reads your book to take away from, from that. Absolutely. Are there any other pivotal concepts in the book that you feel are going to be important for individuals to learn so that they can create the life of their own choosing? Well, basically the book was came out of after I created my program and I realized that there's three stages. So the first stage is healing. Heal the past, cut off the disempowering beliefs, rewire your brain, take control over that and like help clean your house. Get get rid of what doesn't serve. And the second is then going into creating your identity. Once you've created your identity, it becomes really easy to know the path you're going on. And all you need to do is learn the universal laws, just like gravity. You can't uh, walk off of a cliff and think you can keep walking. So when you understand that and the law of polarity, that if you run across um, hatred, love is on the other side. If you run into an obstacle of pain, well, healing is on the other side. And so you can choose how you do it. The law of relativity says that uh, our perspective is um, how we, um, our, our reality is defined by our perspective. And that's what the law of relativity says. So you and I are having the same conversation, but we're in different environments. So we come from two different backgrounds. So we're having different uh, experiences in this exact moment. And everybody is. So there's no wrong experience. It's what story, what reality do you carry? I've had digestive issues my whole life. My, my, my mother would say, there's something wrong with you. Nobody has this much gas. And so we all knew there was something wrong, but, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And the doctors couldn't figure out what it was. Well, in my healing journey, I came to realize what the root of that was. And my mother had this joke that she would say, I'm so perfect that I have no bodily functions. Well, somehow in my brain, I interpreted that, that there was something wrong with me if I had a bodily function and I was always trying to hold everything in. I realized that if my body is just holding this in, I'm getting sicker and sicker. And it was a joke. It was a joke that affected my life, my health. Uh, how I traveled. I mean, it affected everything. And it was a joke. How old were you when that was said to you? Oh, I, it was just a standing joke my whole life. My whole life. Which, you know, my wife and I were just having this conversation. Children learn through imitation. They learn through what they hear. So we need to be mindful about how we're saying it when we're saying it, and also to make sure that we are clear in terms of what it is we're trying to communicate. Because kids will learn through imitation. They'll pick up on that stuff. 
And then they, unless there's an, another narrative that interrupts that initial childhood narrative, they're going to carry that through adulthood. It's going to affect everything they do, not only their physical health, but their, their emotional health, their relationships that they choose to have with others, fear of intimacy, all of that. Just from every, one one statement, just has this trickle down effect, and yeah. every aspect of our lives moving yes, forward. Absolutely, because there's a part of our brain. Well, there's three different parts of our brain um, that are really important in this. And the first is our reptilian brain, and I, I look at that as the the trap door. So once you hit this um, original place, your brain says, "Is this safe, or am I in danger?" If there is no program for what this is, and it's an unknown, it's immediately a danger. And so your stress hormones get kicked in, your adrenals, everything. And it could be something as simple as uh, an introduction or a new email or something to turn it on. It doesn't really matter. And that's when the programs get written. And so as the programs get written and you end up, alive at the end of it because that's all your brain cares about mm -hmm. the, the your your uh, emotional brain all it cares about is am i loved and uh, your reptilian brain all it cares about is are you alive and so if everything we are processing is only within those sections and they're on repetitive programs that are running in our brain that our brain wired based on whatever was happening in the moment if we're not consciously um, looking at those thoughts and beliefs, they're on automatic pilot. Mm -hmm. Our brain and our body is the greatest um, uh, efficiency manager. Whatever it can automate, it, it does. Yeah, and particularly when you mentioned beliefs, the longer those beliefs are reinforced by behavior, either our own behavior or the behavior of others, the more challenging they are to change. Yeah. Yeah. That it gets wired into your identity. It gets wired into this is automatic. And you have to consciously be aware of this and then consciously be aware of what's happening in your body when these get triggered and then immediately or as fast as possible take control of it. Mm -hmm. and, and when you ask what that, secondary uh, message of my book is, is that's it. Becoming consciously aware, understanding the language of your body so that you can feel the uh, original triggers, the original uh, emotions that puts this into uh, uh, motion. You can stop it right there. But the other thing is that we were wired by what our parents said to us. So what are we saying to those around us in our environment? What are we giving out? Are we saying things like, um, I have no control over this. Uh, it, it's just happening. Or are we saying, I have the power with awareness and conscious choice. Mm -hmm. And that's changing the environment of everyone around us. Yeah, and I, I, and I sense from our, our conversation that empowerment is a big, big piece with you. So let's say I'm a client. I come in and I'm feeling just dis disempowered by life. And you're going to tell me, you know, Dave, you're empowered to create any life that you want. What steps can you take, I guess, to get me to understand that I am empowered? Well, like I said, the first thing is you have to cut off 
the traumas from the past. You have to break those patterns that are in ha happening. So once you start doing some healing, once you start doing some of the personal investigation of where this is happening. So we start with the outside uh, experiences, Lenny health, uh, whatever, a trigger, a word, whatever it is. And then we work backwards to where it happened, where it's happening in our body. Our letter conscious mind release that. And then we go to the next one and the next one. And you start getting lighter and you start feeling, oh. And as there's more and more shearing that is happening in your, in your body, in your brain, well, now it becomes easier to see something new. Mm -hmm. So you would also see the past as something that could be a teacher to me at that present moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can take that story and make it anything you want. So I told you that I was a, a, um, a result of a childhood bride and that I came into this world. Well, I believed my whole life that I wasn't, I didn't belong here and then I needed to serve more. And so I would do all of these people pleasing, uh, self-sabotaging, uh, giving more than I should, all in this effort. And I didn't realize what it was about until I started this journey and then uh, realized that it is about the fact that I came into this world with this belief that I don't belong here. So when I analyzed it and I thought, okay, well, I do belong here because I'm here. That's just proof. Um, I was carrying this baggage of being unplanned. Well, the only person who didn't really know that I was coming was my mother and my father. I knew because I'm here. That's so when I was able to change that narrative to say, okay, they didn't know, but I have a purpose and I have a reason and that's why I'm here. It changed so much of my mental health because I'd been suffering, I told you, fibromyalgia, adrenal fatigue, but depression and anxiety and, and mental health has been one of my major uh, uh, places that I've spent my time, money and energy and, and helping people. As soon as I changed the narrative, I don't know if you saw it, but when I now talk about that, I get excited that I'm here instead of feeling, it was like, whoa, surprise. And, yeah, and now I want to know what the purpose is. Why am I here? Yeah, I mean, it's like empowerment leads to an innate curiosity about what's more in store for me. Yeah. As opposed to me perceiving that I'm a burden on anybody or that I was perhaps unwanted or yeah. that the story that I have is not worth telling. Yeah. Or what about those uh, people who were abused? Um, one of my clients, uh, she was abused from her whole life. She had a, a very sick mother and her mother took everything out on her physically, mentally, emotionally. And when we can take that narrative and, and realize that that's not about you being bad or you uh, not leading up or being uh, acceptable, that there was a sick person there and that you were strong enough to survive these incredible circumstances. And that strength has a purpose and a gift in this world. 
And when you can look at that, you, you can't change the abuse. But what you can change is the story that you live with. Yeah, I mean, we all are empowered to change. That's right. Our, our empowerment is choice and decisions and critical uh, examination of what's just been automatically happening. And when we can do that, now we, now we understand that our dreams, instead of uh, people saying, stop dreaming, get your head out of the clouds, get to work, pay attention, do this, do that. But that was disconnecting us from our innate power, our innate uh, soul, who we really truly are in an in um, effort to be conformed. So now when we can go to ourselves and say, okay, who are you really? Who are you meant to be? What was your message? What, what can we take from all of these experiences and use it? And, and that's part of what the universal laws are. When you understand, like I said, the law of relativity, you can look at 360 degrees out of that event that happened and choose which reality you want. Because mm -hmm. they're all true. It's just perspective. And when you change your perspective, you change your thoughts. And the other thing is that we, as human beings, have free will. So yeah. we can choose to take any road that we want as long as we are aware of the consequences and we're willing to experience those consequences. It's our road to navigate and it's our road Absolutely. to choose. Yeah. And sometimes those consequences are not um, punishments. Sometimes they're messages. Actually, I believe all the time they're messages. You, you talked about addiction. Addiction is when, in my mind, because addiction is the other thing I've studied uh, a lot because it's been in my circle, my family for probably my whole life. And that is when the reward keeps being triggered. Yes, it's good. Yes, it's good. Yes, it's good. And you get wrapped into this cycle. Well, when you can break the cycle and now look, no, that's not good. And now where did that come from? You know, where did that come from? Um, abuse. Did, did this feeling of not being good enough and then looking for feeling good come from somebody hurting you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what associated trauma contributed to the decision that I made to embark on a road of addiction or what contributed to my addiction? And it yeah. isn't just, it isn't, it is, it could be family history, but it could also be other dynamics, other types of unhealthy dynamics. It could be abuse. It could be uh, divorce. It could be, you know, the children being separated, be, you know, being placed in foster care. Any of that type of trauma can contribute to that. And particularly if there is a genetic predisposition in the family for addiction, all of those are going to be antecedent events that trigger that and trigger yeah. that for generations and generations and generations. Yeah. And if we can stop that, if we can break that by becoming aware, then not only are we empowering ourselves, but we're stopping that generational uh, pass on for the next generations. Mm -hmm. If a child is put into um, foster care because they're in a bad environment, it, most of the times they're not put into an environment that knows how to teach the child how to process that. How to discern what was happening to them, how to process those emotions, 
And so now they're usually shuffled from one environment to another. And the trauma gets added on and added on to a huge snowball effect that you, you have to unwind it. You have to get to the root and say, no, that wasn't about me. And it wasn't, it was about the situation that I was put into that I had no control yeah. over. Yeah. But now you have control. Now you have the choice. Mm -hmm. At the deepest, darkest uh, part of my depression, at my absolute lowest, I was sent to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist had me put on the table every trauma every situation, every stress that I had encountered in my entire life. He went from birth to all the way through. When we were done, he wrote me a prescription and sent me on my way. I spiraled and ended up in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And the next morning when all of that trauma and uh, cortisone and everything processed through my body and I came back and realized what happened to me? What what happened to my brain that took me to this horrible place? I had no control over it. And so when I told the psychiatrist what had happened, I thought, you need to know that this is what happened when you opened Pandora's box and you didn't help me close it. Mm -hmm. I was helpless. I was out of control. I'm growing woke and I couldn't control what was happening to me. And his response was, "My, I'm not here to help you heal. I'm here to medicate you. And make sure your medications are in line. A very predictable, but yet very insensitive response. Yeah. Um, you know, that, nobody has the time. Nobody has the time to go through these processes with everyone. So that's why we have to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, there's also a process called debriefing. When you open up something, those emotional wounds, it's like you don't let the the person out and say, okay, see ya. And then a month for a medication review, you sit down and you process the experience. How are you feeling? What came up for you? Um, what type of, what do you need for me to help you kind of get regrounded? Those are the things. And those are the things that's, that's, that need to be emphasized. Going back to the beginning, that's why medication by itself to me doesn't work unless you have the prerequisites or coping skills to go along, along with along with somebody who needs to take medication. As long as you have those coping skills that go along with it, yeah, it's all good. But if you don't, it's just symptom yeah. management. And that, that's why my message is we need to understand what our body is saying to us, understand how to respond to what's happening to our body so that the, when I went out of control and was... At the worst part of my life, it was the deepest, darkest. We don't need to go into why, but mm -hmm. I had no ability at that point to step in. Mm -hmm. But if I had have expected this was going to happen and stop myself when I felt the spiral begin, I could have interrupted the process before it went that far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could go on with you for about another hour. But I've got, I've got one last last question to ask you. And this is, first of all, this has been really, really great. It's been informative. I love what you talked about with empowerment, with, you know, being in tune with our body, 
with being able to be empowered to re to redefine the dynamics of our past. I love all of that. And with that, I'm going to ask you, if people want to find out more about you, they want to contract with your services, they want to purchase your book, it's the best way to do that. Well, my book is available on Amazon, but you can also go to the website, which is unlearnthecrap.com. Um, that will definitely get you in touch with me. Also, one of the major things that I realized is that stress is our major um, speaker that our body does. And so I have created a stress um, burnout quiz, self-assessment um, self quiz, that people can see how close they are in danger to having a burnout, having a, a breakdown. You don't need to break down. We can stop it earlier when we understand where the danger signals are. So that I've created that for people so that they can do this first step of self-assessment. And in there, um, we, I will definitely be in contact with them and uh, be able to share different res, um, resources. So I encourage everyone to take that. But you can also reach me at Kathy at riseupcoaching.io if you want to direct email me. I, I do not have a staff. I am personally on a mission to and teach people empowerment as much as possible because I believe that when we all become in alignment with ourselves, kind of like the uh, food processor, when we when we click the lid and it, it lines up and now it works beautifully and it creates what we want, when we can do that for ourselves, we're changing the world. Hmm. We're changing the energy of our world. We And we are in such a huge change right now. I'm sorry, I, I, I went off on this, but I just got to say this point. Our world is changing really high fast with technology and AI and automation and all of this. Our old skills, yeah. our old selves are not going to be needed. And we have to evolve. We have to become the best version of ourselves and find out what it is that our, our minds are innovating and expressing and imagining and creating. That's where our power, that's where, that's where our value is to the world is, is going deep into ourselves. So mm -hmm. getting rid of all that crap and moving into the future. Now we're, now we're creating, now we're, we're purposely creating. And hopefully we can get rid of some of the hate and anger and pain that's in the world. I would second that 100%, Kathy. Thank you very much for spending your time with us today. It was a great conversation, and I look forward to more. Thank you. My pleasure. I have enjoyed every second, and I really hope our conversation makes a difference to at least one person. Me too. And with that, that is a wrap on another episode of the Teaching Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Dave Roberts, wishing you peace.